Welcome to the Nick and Alex Baseball Show, where everything is made up and our points don't matter. I am Nick Pollock, joined by the startled Alex Fast. Hey, Alex. <laughs> I don't know what it is in my life. I've just got a lot of different things going on. I knew the countdown was happening. I knew the show. I'm in the, I'm in the quote unquote waiting room. I just went down a rabbit hole about a pitcher that we're going to discuss a little bit later in the podcast and forgot where I was. I just <laughs> forgot all context that we were doing this, that we were going. I just oh, tweeted man. about it two minutes ago. I know what's <laughs> happening. And I was just in another place, Nick. I was in another <laughs> another place but i'm here now i'm here now yeah. it's all that matters and yeah. i'm ready for our our third and third what episode. Will be our best episode of the episode and you might be noticing it looks a little different today uh eric muir our wonderful producer had an emergency today uh so we are we're doing a little differently we're lo- doing uh, our gorilla methods but we still got some good stuff michael packer whipped up this great background for us very quickly we have a lot of things in store for today we have guests we have, we, we have a guest on the show, which is what we do now, right? Nick and Alex baseball show. It's, it's going to be, we're going to have guests. We're going to have all these different things. We're just going to, it's a baseball variety show. You know, you never know. Right. We got to keep you on your toes. Right now I got to get another every, guest every lined up week. for next week. <laughs> no, well, I don't know. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. But for those that are watching live right now at twitch.tv slash pitcherless, you are incredible. We do this, of course, every Tuesday evening at 10 p.m. Eastern time. You should be going to Twitch watching it live. It's an experience to be had. And because you watch on Twitch, you get a chance to win free PL Plus. So I'm putting on the screen right now the player page of the player we're going to ask about at the end of the show. This player has a 2-7 ERA. has pitched 40 innings thus far this year. A near 30% K with a 133 whip. Who could this be? 12.7% walk rate? I wonder who this pitcher is. Also near 66% ground ball rate. If you know who it is, keep it in your head. And at the end of the show, we're going to be asking again, if you get it right, well, you could be winning some PL plus as we run it at the end of the show. But fast, we've, we've got we've got a doozy. We've got a doozy today. Yeah, and, but I'm uh, noodling, though. I'm thinking about that. That was Dallas Keuchel you just showed, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, just one last send-off. You know, I should have done J.A. Happ, man. What a what a what a time that was! What a career! What a career! You know, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, e- ooh, uh, uh, <laughs> sorry, I was, uh, uh, we do have an amazing show in line, and we're going to kick it off uh, right away. Um, I was watching the first of the doubleheader today between the uh, uh, Minnesota Twins and the Detroit Tigers, right? As one does, and yes. as one does, you got. Uh, I friggin' love day baseball, especially out in the West Coast. You know how often I wake up at nine thirty and there's like a game on, and I'm like, "Oh, let's go! This is amazing." <laughs> um, so I had a little game on, and I saw a a little routine ground ball hit to Javier Baez hmm. that he just completely beefed. Um, oh, no. And I mean, this was like run of the mill. I mean, this is like one of the things that like a beer league softball shortstop can probably get not too hard hit, like maybe a little bit out of position. But a guy like Javier Baez is getting to that ball 999 times out of a thousand. And like I said, he beefed it and it got me curious, not necessarily just about Javier Baez, but more specifically about defense and what defense means, what fielding means and the value that it adds. And it made me remember a tweet that we saw from Derek Cardi, the great Derek Cardi, yes, uh, this yes. offseason. And I was going to have you and I talk about it, but I thought, right. why should we talk about something that 
we saw and read when we can just get Derek Cardi and he can explain himself. So with that said, let's bring on with the illustrious backdrop, the one, the only, the handsomest of us all in the community, the Derek Cardi. Derek. Hey, Derek. Thank you for the intro. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. You look well. It's it's wonderful that we have this idea. We have this thought and, you know, you can just come on and talk about it. So, so fast. What is this burning question that you have? So, well, first and foremost, before we get to that, Derek, you're a new father. Congratulations. Yeah. Four month old Rex. How how are you feeling? Are you sleeping at all? I mean, I know it's (laughs) late out there. Are you, are, are, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm sleeping well at this point. Everything's good. So yeah, no, no concerns there. Nice. Good. That's what I like to hear. Um, so I want to talk about, you know, this, it's not just one tweet. It's a kind of series of tweets that you sent back in March. And I think this is when Castellanos and Schwarber were coming to the Phillies. And you said that the bat X knows about their defense. Defense is one of the least important factors when it comes to projections. Do you feel fielding is important overall? Do you feel it's un, uh, overvalued or is this something where we just shouldn't be paying attention to fielding in terms of fantasy and projection purposes? Yeah. So it was more of a real world comment where people were saying that, you know, Philly was going to be so terrible because their defense was going to be bad and Schwarber can't play defense and Cassianos can't play defense. And uh, my point was basically that their bats are so good that the defense, like it doesn't really matter. And, and Philly hasn't been awesome so far, but I do think they're underperforming. They're going to get better. What my point really was, I guess, is just that like if we're trying to uh, evaluate the impact that a player has on a major league team's ability to win games, that player's defense is a very small portion of the pie. The mainstream media, mainstream fans, casual fans really tend to place like such an emphasis on, you know, like small ball type stuff, base running, defense, like this, it's not like this stuff doesn't matter. It's just mm-hmm. that like it doesn't matter that much relative to hitting or pitching or things that, that do matter a lot. Sure. And, I, and obviously, I think a lot of people are thinking of Jeremy Giambi from Moneyball about, you know, you stick him in the outfield. It's just like, no, just, just whatever. He gets on base. Like, it doesn't matter how bad he is in left field. That's okay. And I do understand that the casual fan is going to point to the thing that they can see that is bad. You know, and it's pretty easy to see when a defender doesn't do well. You know, Raul Abania spiking a ball in the outfield is a pretty easy thing for me to say. That isn't good. Don't do that. But you guys, I'm sure, will be the first to tell me, well, yeah, Raul Abania, though, was incredible at the plate at times. I mean, just look at the 2013 playoffs for the New York Yankees. Do you remember that one fast? Yes, I remember that one very do well. You? <laughs> yes, I do. That's the one Derek Jeter broke his ankle, right? Why would you celebrate that? <laughs> I'm not celebrating it. You heathen. You just asked. asked. Derek Jeter, another fantastic defensive player, right, Derek? Um, No. No. I'm I'm joking. But it didn't matter. That's your point. Yeah. So, but this is the other thing, too. I mean, I personally got – it was frustrating for me when MLB TV perpetually played the clip of Mike Trout robbing an Oriole uh, of a home run because I think it <laughs> added to the narrative of Mike Trout is an elite defensive player. And while he's a good defensive player, he's not elite. And I think maybe, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, Derek, there's more noise in fielding statistics than really any other statistics that we're tracking. Is that true? 
Yeah, I think in broad terms, that's definitely true. You know, like the best fielding statistics are way noisier than the best hitting or the best pitching mm, statistics. Sure. Um, and that that's part of the reason why, you know, it's not the whole reason, but it's part of the reason why, you know, I say fielding doesn't matter that much because for fielding to matter in the very first place, you have to know who's a good fielder and who's not a good fielder. And mm. things like StatCast, um, you know, the new tracking data and whatnot, brings us closer to knowing that type of thing. But this stuff is still, it's still pretty noisy. Defensive statistics are very noisy. And the gap between the best defenders and the worst defenders, assuming you're not, you know, throwing Jeremy Giambi or, you know, Bartolo Colon out in center field, um, you know, like is, is much smaller that gap than the gap between the best hitters or the best pitchers and the worst. Definitely. Th- this reminds me of a conversation I had a couple of years ago uh, from Andrew with Andrew Perpetra who talked to me about the most inconsistent thing in baseball are the infields of stadiums, just the physical infield itself and how they treat balls. And they're not all equal, how wet they are, what the grass is like, where the bounces are. And And that makes it really tough. Yeah. Evaluating grounds crews is the next frontier. (laughs) (laughs) That's how, that's how you know uh, how like absolutely addicted we are is when we start like oh evaluating grounds crews and stuff like that. I mean, they're, they're, like this is kind of a good example too, and I'm I'm definitely I fall prey to this where we might be uh, when it comes to like thinking about how good our team is or thinking about even from a fantasy perspective, which we're not really talking about so much for this podcast, but overall the infield defense varies day to day, and it isn't beneficial to say like oh. Um, David Peterson or Taiwan Walker, for example, isn't going to be that great because the infield defense behind him isn't that great. Or Zach Wheeler isn't going to be that great because if you look at something like outs above average, Taiwan Walker is actually extremely benefited by the the defense in New York. So it, the more I kind of think about it, the more it's like, yeah, there's such a case by case basis behind all this variation that it it really. I don't know. It shouldn't be as uh, a part of the conversation as we make it to be, right? Yeah, I tend to agree. And and I think even looking at it on a case-by-case basis can sometimes introduce more noise because, again, you don't know who's playing on any given day. And obviously a defense can be good or bad depending on which players are actually there. And then right. if you're saying, okay, well, I'm only going to look at the defense that happened behind Taiwan Walker, you're cutting the sample size in in – fifths you know there's four other starters in the rotation plus the bullpen guys and like so you're you're only getting a really small subset of a stat that's noisy to begin with so uh you know there, there's a lot to look out for i think i mean what and i've taken away from this is that aaron nola truly is cursed and oh, we should all understand that buy a break like he's unbelievable so good and it's so just- good it is brutal i i think the the kind of one thing i take away with it is like our eye test perpetually fails us. And this is just more proof of that, right? Because it's almost like uh, you watch so many baseball games and you see so many routine plays that when there is an error, something sticks out and all of a sudden your brain thinks, well, that person is an absolutely terrible defender, right? That person, just because of what we're seeing, that person stinks. Yeah, absolutely. The eye test, if you're trained for it, if you're a scout, like, it has value for sure, especially, you know, for minor leagues where we don't have stack cast metrics and all this other stuff, but it really can fail you. And people are going to hate me for saying this, especially for anyone who hasn't heard it before. But one of the biggest examples of this is Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter has a reputation as one of the absolute best defenders 
that that's ever lived, right? And he was a well, well below average defender. He was actually a yeah. bad defender. And it blows people's minds to hear this because they see him and they remember, you know, the crazy diving catches and the play where he ran behind home plate. And it's like, yeah, he's making plays like that. And his awareness was good and his glove was good, but his range was so terrible that those diving catches that he were make he was making would have been routine plays for another defender. And he's missing some of them. And then he's missing ones beyond that that are too far for him to dive for because he doesn't have the range to get over there. You yeah. know, I, have, I haven't forgotten that for a day because I follow James Ciano, whose handle is Jeter had no range. So <laughs> you should absolutely give James a follow. You should. The last question that I have for you, Derek, is I know you're probably zonked because uh, sleep regression is real. I don't know if your child <laughs> is going through it, but let's get you some sleep. If, if there... Uh, let's think to the future. Let's think about how we could theoretically improve fielding metrics. Is there anything that you would do or are there any changes that you would like to see instituted that you feel could get us a more accurate representation of how well a person is fielding? I mean, honestly, the stuff we're seeing with StackCast right now is is definitely what we want to see. We want to see things actually tracked. We don't just want to have the raw data at the end. This guy got to the ball. This guy didn't get to the ball. We want the fielding position. We want where the ball actually, you know, like basically, you know, made contact with the glove or the ground. We want, you know, all that kind of stuff. And and we want to make adjustments for the level of difficulty, you know, of, of each ball essentially. And, uh, you know, which is kind of what, what StatCast is doing now. Mm-hmm. Well, well, Derek, we can't thank you enough for coming on to the Nick and Alex baseball show. Derek Cardi, everybody, uh, go follow him on Twitter, of course, and you can Check out his projections, the Bad X. It's a legend. It's the it's the staple of the industry for us. So, Derek, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Woo! Amazing. Oh, it's good. Oh, it's good having still- smart guys. Right? Oh my God! But it's it's true, right? Now. I mean, like it's like I, I will frequently go to like um <clears throat> like right now I'm on Baseball Savant going to their outs above average and if you if you wanted to see this for yourself you can go to Baseball Savant go to leaderboards uh go to fielding outs above average and then change the view in the top left to pitcher and you can see who the who the guys are that are most impacted by by defense. Who do you think the pitcher most negatively impacted by defense is so far? Oh year? man, I mean I, I want to say Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola. Aaron Nola. He he's he's near the bottom. He's near the bottom, but he's not the worst. Um, let's see. Who has had some ridiculous blow-ups? I'm just like, really though? Jose Barrios. Jose Barrios. No, Jose Barrios uh, uh, is actually more middle of the road. Wow. Okay. The great the worst. The worst, the second worst overall, which kind of blows my mind, is Tarek Skubal. Oh, really? Yeah, Tarek Skubal. Your boy. He has a negative eight outs above average, which is in a wow. is tied for the second worst, um, okay. which is surprising because he also has what it doesn't he have a sub three ERA. I mean, he's, he's I mean he's, he's killing it right now. He's crushing yeah. it. Um, and then Patrick Corbin is the worst. <laughs> Patrick Corbin <laughs> is, is the is the absolute worst. But so here's the thing. Hopefully we could reset our PC. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> if anything, th- what we've learned is this is anecdotal, right? This is sure. this can't be relied upon to say, oh, Tarek Skubal is for the rest of the year not going to have good defense. This is right, so of course. far he's not had good defense. This isn't predictive at all. It's anecdotal in many ways. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to keep moving along because that's what we do in the Nick and Alex baseball show. We have so many segments to just in your face in one hour. So fast. I got a question for you. 
who do you not want to face in the majors right now? But wait, are you talking about like which team do I not hmm. want to face? Or you know, you I, like which let's go one of each. One of each. You're in the box right now. Who do you not want to stare down? Who's who's not injured at the moment? So you can't say Max Scherzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's such a great question. Okay, uh, someone that I don't want to see right now. Yeah. Um, uh, I would say either Josh Hader or Hunter sure. Green. I think mm. I'm gonna lean Josh Hader, not just because the velocity is terrifying, but because he, in theory, like hides the ball pretty effectively. Yeah. Right. Right. So there's something really terrifying about knowing that 100 miles an hour or 97 miles an hour is about to hit me, and I don't know where it's coming from. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That. Like. That, I, I, I hear that. I completely. Um. I would say that I think I could just, you know, I can luck into a home run off of Hunter Green. I'm kidding. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But uh, there's a part of me that wants to select like I uh, like Walker Bueller because I would be scared to actually whiff on a four seamer because no one can, and I'd be so wow. embarrassed if I wow. did. <laughs> Deep burn. So this actually brings up another question, which is kind of interesting. This is something that I saw on um on on Twitter today, which is like, yeah. if you had a thou- if you had a full season of at bats, 162 yeah. at bats, would sure. you be able to get one hit? Would I? Yes. Yeah. I would just you cheat. So. I would cheat. You would bunt. No, 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 no. I mean, like, I would... I, you're saying, like, 162 games, so I get 600 plate appearances, effectively. Yeah, excuse me. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would 100%. I wouldn't take a walk. I would be, like, hyper-aggressive a lot. You know what I mean? Probably, I wouldn't even, like, swing the first, like, 25 times, maybe. And then just, just to, just to get... Just, just get a feel, you know? Just get a feel for it, you know? Okay. And so then, your answer is yes. Yeah, I, I would feel confident that I would eventually be able to get there, yeah. Okay, let's cut the games down to 81, but... Yeah, so that's 300 you now. Ch- you can choose the pitcher. Who is the pitcher? That I want Active. to get a hit off of? Active, Active starter. starter. Ryan Yarbrough. Oh, wow. Okay. Because he throws, he throws salad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know what he's doing. He's going to be throwing those, those slows things away, and I feel like I could just poke the bat out for his 80 mile per hour pitch eventually yeah i was well i can't say keichel anymore because he's he's not <laughs> active so i'll say zach granke just because i, I was thinking if, him yeah if you're gonna have a chance slow the velo down right right you know he's I mean? not yeah but he's not uh, he's injured at the moment okay then i'll say rich hill but he can't throw curveballs <laughs> He can only throw his like 80 mile an hour heater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, We we saw in the comments that they're right. The correct answer is Albert. Is Albert Pulos. No, Brett Phillips. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, No, Molina. Oh, my God. Molina. Oh, my God. I mean, I I, I already expressed this before, but I don't know. When a pitcher, when a position player comes in, I don't want it to be lopped. I want them to actually try. I want to see. I think they are. No, those are lobs. I think they're trying. No, 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 they're not. No, no. Those are guys just like, th- that is b- nothing. They're not going through a proper windup. They're not actually pitching in any way. I want to see Chris Davis strike out Anthony Rizzo, you know, or Adrian Gonzalez is what it was. Uh, that's what I'm Which thinking. Which Chris of. Davis? Uh, your Chris Davis striking out Adrian Gonzalez or, uh, or Anthony Rizzo striking out Freddie Freeman, mm-hmm. right? I want to see that. I want to see them actually try to do the thing, not this... Brett Phillips, you know, whatever that is. And we'll get to something actually like that soon when we do the image of the week. But first, 
we're going to do our thing of the week. You know, Let's this is it. a segment where we want to, I want to hear from you fast. What's been on your mind through this week? Tell me about it. Um, Ku Chang Mo or Chang Mo Ku, <laughs> both are appropriate, is back. He's mm. back. Okay, and if you you might be confused about who I am talking about, so I'll take you on a little journey um, back at the beginning of the pandemic when the only thing that was on was the KBO. Uh, we were watching a lot of that, right? We were watching a lot oh, yeah. of KBO broadcasts, and the there were a bunch of different things uh, that we fell in love with, a bunch of different teams and mascots. Who can forget the NC Dinos mascot, Swole Daddy? I mean, who uh, could? That, that's insane. Do you remember? I, absolutely, Swole Daddy. Swole Daddy. Yeah, that's the last time I'll ever say those yes. two words together. <laughs> absolutely, Swole Daddy. <laughs> I want that shirt. At, Swole Daddy. Absolutely. Um, and as we were watching Swole Daddy and the and the, uh, yes. the, the NC Dinos, uh, I was really falling in love with the KBO. Now, honestly, one of the reasons I've fallen off is because it is incredibly difficult to watch, not just because of the fact that it's in a totally different time zone, but the streaming is really difficult. You need a VPN. ESPN yeah. isn't offering it anymore. But when we were watching it, Kucheng Mo, his slider was a thing of absolute mm. beauty. He has not pitched since, uh, I think it was 2020. It has been 575 days since he pitched. And a lot of people would ask me when we were watching a lot of KBO, who is someone that you think that is a, uh, a current KBO player born in Korea that could make the jump over to the MLB? And my answer was always Ku Cheng Mo. I don't think he'd necessarily be able to be a solid starter. Um, he's a guy who throws 90 to 91 mile an hour fastballs. His command is okay, not impeccable. But his slider, the, the comps are truly Patrick Corbin's slider. It looks mm, like Patrick wow. Corbin's slider. He is a lefty throwing a loopy, fantastic slider. And back in 2020, there actually was a really great article on Fangraphs written by Tony Wolf called Chang Moku is Always Ahead that you should check out about how mm. dominant that 2020 season was. Uh, the people that I've spoken to who used to work for KBO organizations would say that mm, they are not really bringing him along in a proper way. The way that Korean players get brought along is not necessarily the same way that American players get brought along. He should be kind of adding a little bit more weight. He's got a really skinny frame. So, again, I don't think he's like a, a, a star that could come here and dominate. But it wouldn't surprise me if Kuchengmo came over here and was a really good reliever. And I would like to see it because growing mm -hmm. the sport is important. So that's what I've been thinking about. Oh, that's pretty cool. You know who I've been thinking about? Good luck. I, 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 it, I have a Sandy crush. Clean and, it off. <laughs> well, I just got to play the app on my phone. Um, and yeah, it's it's insane. Last three starts have been at least eight innings for Sandy Alcantara. He just had a 14 strikeout game. Last three starts each have been over 100 pitches. He had nine whiffs on a slider, 10 on his changeup, eight on his four seamer. It, it, it's, you know, the joy of what we do fast is seeing someone where you know they're not at their potential that you know there's more that you know that they should be sitting on the throne of the golden gods of pitching in a in, in this wonderful sport and sandy alcantara has seized it mm. he has returned to aces gonna ace galore and all i'm doing is counting down the days until I get to watch Sandy Alcantara pitch again. It is wonderful. It is beautiful. 
And it, it bothers me immensely that more people just don't know about it. Then maybe they even wrote off, hey, you know what? Maybe Sadie Alcantara isn't going to get wins this year. He has five. He's five and two after Losers. Going nine and 15 last Losers. year. Losers. Unbelievable. Yeah, what? Those two starts or those yeah. that thought wrong of Sandy? Because, who? I don't know his name, but I was John Travolta in Greece. The second I saw him, Danny Zuko, baby, is for me. Danny oh, yeah, Zuko. Danny Zuko. That sounds right. Yeah, I should know that. <laughs> but oh, I will God. don the leather jacket for Sandy all day. Yeah, I think I was supposed to be reversed. I don't know. I will, I will dress like Sandy instead of Sandy dressing like me. You know? <laughs> Yeah, that that's where I'm at with my Sandy crush. All right. I dig that. He is he is a joy to watch. He is a lot of fun to watch. And it's fun to watch teams that don't often get the spotlight. So go watch more Marlins games. Get out yeah. of the comfort zone. I think the thing that's surprising me every once in a while when we talk to people who listen to this or listen to the other stuff is more people than we know just watch their team, which makes sense, right? They mm-hmm. just watch their team and they don't really keep in mind what's happening. You know, if their team is in the AL East, they're really not paying attention to what's happening in the NL Central, right? They're not it, watching it, a lot of Cardinals games. It's very true. And that's why uh, we have the best community and the best fans who listen to the Dick <laughs> and Alex baseball show. And speaking of which, we're going to take a quick break as I talk now about, hey, you listening right now, Please go rate and review us on iTunes if you can. I we we just launched our show on Apple Podcasts and it will go so far for your initial ratings and reviews about what you want from the show. What do you like from the show and how we can improve it and all of that fun stuff. So please go on Apple Podcasts, go on Spotify, like us and review us. It would be a wonderful thing. Thank you very much. So fast. Have you done yeah. it yet? Have I done it yet? I have not. What? Uh, I have not. No, well, I want to wait for that extra push. You know what I mean? Yeah, I sure, sure. Push. Yeah, um, definitely. But it does. It does help. And just to just to put the little bottom line on that, just like in the beginning of the on the corner podcast, before we recorded our three hundred twenty fifth episode, we used to say in the top one hundred up in the first one hundred episodes, what do we do to make this more enjoyable? Our your feedback is incredibly important to us. We want to give you the show that you want to hear. We are very open and receptive to that feedback. So if there's something that's happening during this show that you want to see more of or less of. Let us know and we can do it. Write it down. All right. So now we go to image of the week. An image of the week is, I, I think it's just a fun, <laughs> it's one of my favorite bits now that we do. Mm. And uh, I'm going to bring on yours first. Uh, we have <laughs> this. This is, I mean, if you listen to the On the Corner, you might have uh, gotten a hint of this one. But what what are we looking at here, Fast? <laughs> we are looking at uh, uh, Matt Swarmer, starting pitcher for the Chicago Cubs, who made his debut. For the Swarm! From May 30th. Uh, and I could not stop thinking about the Ministry of Silly Walks <laughs> every time he just kicked that leg up. He kind of had that Bronson Arroyo, but there was something about it that made it a little bit different than Bronson Arroyo. And yeah. I, I thought I was in a vacuum. There was... There was no curl. That's what it was. You know, yeah, Bronson yeah, yeah, has yeah. this elegance to it yes. goes out and comes up and comes back in. I want to replicate it because it's just fun to do. This yeah. was just my leg. Knee, I, I'm like proving to my sister how high I can raise my leg. Why, why are you doing that? Uh, the thing I was <laughs> surprised by, I say. Siblings, like, no, I can raise my leg higher than you. You know, that's two siblings. Like. Neither yeah. of us decided to raise our leg. higher than <laughs> You get into um, competitions fast. Come on. 
That's true. That, okay, yeah, we would do that, but I would always want them. Um, they, <laughs> the one thing I would say, it, it, I was very surprised. I put this on Twitter, and a lot of people were like, elite reference, great reference. I thought that was like mainstream reference. Oh, yeah, that's absolutely if you have right. not seen the Ministry of Silly Walks sketch from Monty Python, yeah. b- please go YouTube that. I, that's an old you know, classic. I am understanding the fact that like when we grew up, our parents were really into Monty Python. Right. Mm-hmm. Our generation is understanding a Monty Python, but I think even like five years younger are not indoctrined I mean, with Monty Python like we are fast. You got to do an old if, man. If you're in the sub 20s, you don't know Monty Python. You got to check out Monty Python. You got to check out kids in the hall. There, there's so much old great. You got to check out Mr. Show. One of the best sketches ever written. The audition for you ever seen that one? The, I, I, the, I've literally I don't know any of these. <laughs> Are you, you don't know kids in the hall? I'm crushing your it head. Sounds like a thing. Yeah. Oh my is that God. is that Bob Odenkirk? Is that his? No, thing? that's Mr. Show. Oh, where, okay. where they have the greatest sketch ever, where a guy comes into audition and he's like, "Can I use this chair?" And they're like, "Yeah, sure." And he's like, "No, sorry, that's that's part of the monologue." Uh, and they're like, oh, "Okay, sorry, start again." He's like, "Can I use this chair?" No, sir, can I use this chair? And oh they keep God. interrupting him. It's great stuff. Um, anyway, um, that's enough of that. What about you, Nick? What is your image of? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just getting over the fact that you just took about 30 seconds saying, can I use that chair? Listen, um, when you're 40, your humor is different. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Um, this, this is mine. And <sighs> I think, look. What we're looking at is Shoei Otani saying, yes, Ramiel Tapia, there is the dugout. You are out mm-hmm. and please take a seat. And I, I, there's so many things I want to tag with it, you know, me versus the haters. Uh, and, you know, Angel Hernandez, when he sees a ball outside, has strike three. <laughs> um, but it, it's, it's, it's just Shohei Otani has this joy in the game that is like a game. You know, and these little elements are what make baseball so fun, so great. It's not a business. You know, it's not a job. It is them playing a game. And this is the stuff that I want to see more of. I love this with so much. It's just so much. And I, I and I, I saw this. It's like, thank you. And I mean, it, it goes on for a bit. He even like bows and thanks as well. It's beautiful. And uh, I, I just want to see more of it. And I wanted to shine a little light on it today can i is it possible for me to share my screen here real quick oh absolutely like yeah just sit i'll share my screen uh and yeah. and and here I'll, I'll do it over here can can you see oh i i don't have permission to do it via chrome no just i just hit share just to share at the bottom here no 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 i did but then it goes to chrome and chrome is locked because i haven't given Streamyard permission to share but it, it doesn't uh. matter what i did was i wrote out this beautiful quote that you just said it's shohei otani a joy in the game that's like a game. Yes. That was your that was your beautiful quote, <laughs> Nick. A joy in the game that's like a game. That's really good. I really you know, I, I hope no one actually makes transcripts of sentences, I say. That's, you there's know? a whole caption account on Twitter that's all about that. It cracks me up. A yeah, joy and in the game. Yeah, it's just, like a game. You know, I, I am a I'm a, a stream of consciousness. Uh, podcaster okay well let me well do not Nick, inhibit it fast let's keep it let's keep it going i'm not going to inhibit it. it i'm going to i'm going to enable it and i want mm. you to go right into your wild thoughts uh and keep that stream of consciousness going what is your wild thought of the week wild thoughts you know me and wild thoughts 
it, it's a time to embrace. It's a time to embrace just if I'm creating a game, let's let's create some craziness. You know, like you play Smash Brothers and you're like, you know what, let's put on those ridiculous items that you know it's not fair. It's not supposed to be fair. It's just bring some little, little bit of chaos. And I wonder, I think it'd be pretty cool if once a game, either team can force any count to be a 3-2 count. Just mm. at any moment, they can say, pause, stop, 3-2 count. When do you use it? When is it beneficial? Do you save it for once a 3-0 and you want to change it? Or is a 3-2 all of a sudden with 0-2 and a base is loaded? Do you do it right away and get in the guy's head? Like that is such a fun extra element of just tension and surprise and a way to just add more fun into what could happen right now. It would also drive all of our stat heads wild because of oh, events. Kill me. Yeah. I think I would do it after a long inning and the first batter. First batter. Yeah, because I would say like that's probably the time in which the, a a pitcher is least likely to to lose his command, right? Right? He's he's still waiting. Um or I would do it the very first pitch of the game. Yeah, well this is interesting. So okay, so the the, the reason I think it's fun is because you don't know if it benefits the hitter or the batter. Because for the hitter or the batter? <laughs> Oh oh, are we live? We are live. The pitcher or the hitter. You don't know who it benefits because do we want it to be one strike away from a striker or one ball away from a walk, right? You know? Yeah. I mean, if you start an inning with it, you could literally walk the first batter with the first that's pitch. You, I don't know. Yeah, that's what you would want, right? That's what you yeah. would want. Like if you're if you're a manager and I'm determining when the three two count is, I'm taking yeah. my odds and start. Or, or do I do it in the ninth? That's tough. It's a good one. Yeah. So that's a wild thought. That's a wild. Ta da! <laughs> we got. I don't know. How, I, I don't know how wild mine is, but I feel very passionate. What do you got? It. What do you got? What's the What's the first most popular sport in the world? Football. The, uh, like actual, like international yeah, football, like soccer. soccer, football. Correct. What's the second? <laughs> Did you? Wait, was that? Correct. Did you think that yours was yeah what is it no 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 correct yeah, that is the first that's the most popular sport yeah, yeah but, but were you thinking of the one that what you thought was first like oh wait no soccer was first okay fine no, no, no. I, you said no you said football and i was like american football is not the most popular sport well i see world. what you wrote i'm not gonna play anymore uh so, what is it second or third you don't know if it's second or third what sure i uh, so what is, is it, the second is it cricket it is cricket <laughs> cricket is the second by viewers over 2.5 billion people in the world watch cricket. And they you say baseball, me, it needs to speed up the game. You mean to tell me, well, cricket has. You mean to tell really? me, yeah. You mean <laughs> to tell me that the second most popular sport in the world is a baseball offshoot. Now, technically, baseball is an offshoot of cricket, but you get what I'm talking about. Sure. And baseball is not popular. We gotta, we gotta mix these two worlds, brother. We gotta take those two and a half billion fans, introduce them to the millions of American baseball fans or international baseball fans as well, and we gotta come together to make baseball and cricket the most popular sport in the world. Tell me some of the rules of cricket. 
Um, so you have the uh, the wickets, and what you're trying to do is, as the bowler, you can't bend your elbow. You're trying to hurl this ball, the mm-hmm. uh, the bowl, and you're trying to hit the pegs. You have three of them. And essentially, if you knock the uh, if you knock the wickets so much that two pegs come off, so you have two to, to go. If you get both of them off, then the team doesn't get to bat anymore. And essentially, as the as the as the batter, you gotta prevent that from happening. Now, however, if it's caught in a line with one hand. I uh, then you are that is out of that batter no longer gets to do and you got to keep rotating. Um, and anytime that it lands, they're able to run between the uh, the wickets. Essentially, they're protecting the wickets the entire time. So essentially, they hit it far enough that they can get back in time to protect it again. You it's were fun. supposed to say, I don't know any of the rules of cricket. I know. I but yeah, exactly. Yeah. You you thought you were, you, you stepped in the wrong neighborhood, baby. You're right. I did. I did. I did. I apologize. I finally had to sit down this weekend and watch a 30 minute video on the rules of cricket. Cricket's crazy. Cricket's great. I understand yeah. why. I understand why I probably pick uh, people are like cricket is boring, but it'd be the same reason why people say baseball is boring. What I'm saying mm. is there's a, there's a, there's a brothership to be had here, Nick. Mm. We should we, we we should be more. So, what do you propose? So, but, 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 uh, this is, that's an idea. But what's the wild thought? Get together and form a large union to take over the world. I don't what understand. What's a- <laughs> How do you do that? Do you just say instead of playing cricket here, we're playing baseball? I think I think every cricket fan should mentor a baseball fan, and every baseball wow. fan should mentor a cricket fan. And I should have a favorite cricket team, and they should have a favorite uh, baseball. So team, we should have, we should have we pen should, pals, is what you're saying. We should have cricket pen pals. That's one. Yeah, there there's your wild thought. There we it should is. have cricket pen pals. You, when you sign up for your team, you're then automatically linked with someone else, somewhere that that is a, a cricket fan. Yes, and there should be yeah, there, one rule: you can't yeah. dunk on the other sport. Because it only hurts us both. Well, yeah, because it's basketball. That's not either sport. You can go dunk on basketball all you want. That's great. <laughs> basketball is right behind. There's no dunking the here. Basketball is the third most popular sport in the world, followed by mm. hockey, then tennis, badminton, then volleyball, table then tennis. Then baseball? Baseball's ninth, dog. Baseball's behind table oh, tennis. No. Yeah, baseball's oh. behind Oh, so tennis. I understand this well. I thought it's like, how do we, yeah, how do we ride the coattails of cricket? Yeah, man, we're we're right above rugby, dog. Rugby. Well, isn't cricket the the one that's supposed to grant the wishes? So, uh, is that Jiminy Cricket? That is that is oh Jiminy. How your yeah. cultural references cannot perpetually be Disney? That's too. We mean per- perpetually. What was the other one? King Trident. Oh, that was yesterday. That was that the OTC. What a day! crazy <laughs> i'm allowed one per podcast i have a i have a quota of one just one one, one disney reference a pod okay speaking speaking of one a week let's move on to our next segment which is our pitch of the week this is a pitch that we have recently seen that we've absolutely fallen in love with and we're going to kick it on over to you nick I, i'm not gonna lie i think it's a little bit of a cop-out but go ahead what oh i'm sorry uh it, it, it is it's an amazing one and it's Spencer Strider's four-seamer. Now, think about this pitch. Think about what you've seen in the preseason. Think about how we've discussed him before. And uh, think about, is this an erratic pitch or not? Is this one that would be often in the zone or would this return a lot of strikes? It might surprise you to hear that it has a 71% strike rate, which is way, way, way above average. Uh, that's is. incredible. That's good. It's great to see. Uh, he dominated with it last night with 10 whiffs. And this is the pitch that's going to keep him in the rotation, hopefully, for Atlanta. So you're going to hear about this pitch a lot moving forward. Spencer Strider now as the number five for Atlanta. 
Uh, I'm excited about it. It comes in at 98.5 miles per hour. It's hard. Contact is under 20%, which is pretty crazy for a four-seamer as that's normally 30% for league average. That's so, so good. 175 batting average allowed versus the league average of 250 on four-seamers this year. So I'm stoked about this. And I wanted to, you know, shine a light because this is a big story right now. And this we were going to pass on by Spencer Strider in this podcast. And I don't want that to happen. I'm sorry, Fast. We're copping out for the people. I just kick it over the cricket. I'm just sorry. I'm thinking about if we added all of our fans, we would have three billion fans. And then we could take over the world. We could do anything we want. Baseball would be everywhere. And there's so many great comments in the in the comment section about it. But wait, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. About the cricket thing. So what you're saying is that we would jump on to cricket fandom, but that would also require baseball fans in America to jump in on cricket fandom. It's a it's a tit for tat, baby. It's you got to shake hands. To that, that's, a, that's a that's a big that's a big. Uh, How is that not a saying? That's a pretty good saying. You got to shake hands to make a deal. That's, that's good. And that I mean that that's the biggest leap for me. For this cricket, you know, that it, that's a big jump. A yeah, that, that's yeah, yeah. The, the biggest jump for this cricket is the uh, the people here uh, embracing that sport. Less of them embracing baseball because obviously they embrace baseball. You know, I think, but I think we could do it. I think we could do it. So, but here's here here's this. What, how much yeah. do you love baseball? How much do you love baseball? How much do I love baseball? Three apples. Three apples. Oh, I don't know what that means. How? What does that mean? <laughs> Give me no metric. I don't know. That's the point. Like how much do I love? I love it. Between between one and three apples. Three apples. apples Yeah. Three. Okay. (laughs) Wouldn't you love to watch baseball for a full day? Wouldn't it be great if there was a full game that took over the entire course of the day? I know. Yes, I know how cricket works. That's how we get. No, but I'm not saying you. I'm saying that's how we get baseball fans, right? Wouldn't you like to see this more? Uh, anyway, sorry. Uh, my yeah. my pitch of the week it's all, is it's all like five days sometimes, you know. Yeah, you can do these crazy tournaments. It's great. Um, yeah. My pitch is 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 Keegan Aikens slider. So Keegan I think you just Aikens, gave us a pitch actually uh, for the I past do. five minutes. You want to talk about a pitch? There's a pitch right there, baby. You got to <laughs> shake hands to make a deal. <laughs> got to shake hands to make a deal. Uh, Keegan Aikens. So yeah, obviously, tell me about Keegan Aikens and his sliders. Starting pitcher for the Baltimore Orioles the past couple of years. This year, he's kind of been relegated to long relief. And for good reason, he's changed up his arsenal a little bit. And he's taken that slider. He stopped throwing it sub 20% of the time. He started throwing it about 35% of the time. The Woba on that pitch, let me tell you, it is a 54.054 with a 61 batting average against he's thrown 133 sliders there have been 27 batted ball events that is a not insignificant sample size and this is a pitch that is getting no love it does not necessarily strike out a lot of guys it's got a sub 10 percent swing strike rate i believe but this is a pitch kind of like john means change up before it started to get a few more whiffs that when it is getting put into play it is turning into outs and when you have a long reliever like that that's got that weapon in that slider getting that outs you absolutely Absolutely love to see it. So we should be talking a little bit more about Keegan Aiken's slider. It's been very good. I, I don't think I've ever heard about five sentences that have all been spoken with claps in between every single word. Uh, <laughs> that was amazing. Uh, well, thank you. I, now, Keegan Aiken's slider is incredibly well spotted down and glove side all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a really, really solid pitch. Uh, sub 20% hard contact rate as well. 12% swing strike, a little bit better than actually what you expected. 40% O swing, a 50% swing strike rate, 73% strike rate. All the good stuff. 
It's oh, all here. He's using it 30% of the time, as I believe Tokyo has entered. I know. Uh, I was trying to bring her up here. It's got to be it. Yeah. Anytime I see someone shuffling, looking down at their feet like that, I know the dog has returned to a Petros <laughs> podcast. Uh, but yeah, Keegan Aiken Slider. I mean, so do you think we're going to see him in the rotation more? Or is it just out of relief? Don't do it, dog. It ain't broke. Don't fix it. Keep it in. Keep him in there. I I, I kind of dig it. Listen, if you're gonna move anyone to the rotation, make it Grayson Rodriguez. He had another dominant game today. Oh. So I, I don't I don't want him there. I I would like all the guys that they feel are going to be future starters to be able to figure it out this year. I don't care if Kyle Bradish keeps mm. getting hit. I don't care if Bruce Zimmerman regresses a little bit. Unless of course they think that they're done for. Let him try and figure out major league hitting. The season's a wash. We'll come back next year. Be even uh, Bruce Bruce Zimmerman, man. I, I think he's he's what I call a frozen banana. Where I. You know, right now you're not that interested, but I think you might be interested in a non-frozen banana later. And the slider and changeup, if they develop over the season, could be something. You know, I think he can be a competitive four or five. I think he's a good four yeah. or five for us down the line. Yep. Yeah, yeah, um, could be, right. be more than that. But we got we got more new segments coming. New segments. We got more new segment coming. This is a new <laughs> segment that we actually haven't. Uh, I don't know what happened. I tried to speak and nothing came out. Uh, we, we this is a new segment that we haven't done in any of the podcasts. All three. No. Of them. And what I want to know, we're going to think back. Yeah. The old Wayne's world. Um, <laughs> we're talking about baseball nostalgia here. And I want to know, Nick, you think about yeah. that. You think back, really mm. settle in. You take a deep breath. What is your very first baseball memory? Oh, I could talk a long time about this. There's there's one there's one memory. You know, my grandmother would always say of my, my dad giving me this like foam bat and a tennis ball and in the park and he would throw it to me. My grandmother's always so impressed by my dad because I would hit it and then he'd go run after the ball and I'd just stand there and then he'd go and then I'd come back and he'd throw it to me. I also have this distinct memory in the same place in, in Prospect Park where he explained to me that there was a moment in baseball called bases loaded hmm. and all I thought of was a floppy disk going into computer and saying the bases are loaded. Oh my god. Just like pixelated, loaded, you know. Sure. And that that I must have been pretty young for that, but I was on a um I remember my first team, we were called the Sluggers. I uh, and there is a believe it or not, this is involved in my 8th grade project, sorry, my 3rd grade project when I was 8 of the future of my life where there's this little baseball card of me like with mm. a um, bat and then when I said that I would, uh, like, it's like flashcards of my life. This is like my earliest memories is taking that photo, right? Because I just see it all the time and I would always just remember it. And I, I, <laughs> I made a whole like ribbon with flashcards of my life. So like I was born and I did this in my first baseball game. That's the card I use. Right. Mm-hmm. And then moving on, I go to college. I think I went to, uh, I went to either Stanford or Arizona state. I just remember them being like a baseball college or something at the time. But then I said, I played for the Yankees and I made a card. I made a baseball card. Okay. That was another version of that first one. But there were two things. One, the photo now had a like Raleigh fingers mustache on it. Mm. My, my, my five-year-old self with a Raleigh fingers mustache. I love, I think I've seen this. And then the back of it, though, had stats. My dad actually like printed out like a baseball card stats. And one year said, did not play due to injury. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. My, my future self at yeah. seven years old or whatever Realism. was so like, I am going to be injured for a season. 
Really yeah. Awesome. So that that is that is really my earliest like memory of baseball. Yeah, that is that is very nice. Um, mine, I'll admit, mine's a little bit of a cop out. Uh, oh God, come on, fast. Well, no, but I, 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 come on. It's my first childhood <laughs> memory. It, it, like, what do you want me to do? Uh, you, you, when you grow up in Baltimore, Maryland, and you're my age, Cal Ripken yeah. is 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 a big part of it. And he he. <sighs> so I'll, I'll say this: it wasn't the day he broke it. It wasn't the day he broke the record that when I he remember. Stopped, first. He's going on the cart, going around and saying he's no, 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 no. Although I was there for that game, Ooh. it was the day he. Uh, it was the day he tied it. Ah. Uh, so I believe it was September 5th, 1995, which puts me at seven years old. Um, yeah, seven years old. Maybe, yeah. And I I remember being I remember watching it on TV. because I remember them unfurling the banner. And I remember how jealous I was that my dad was going to get to go to the to the game the next night. I wasn't able to go. Mm-hmm. Um, my, but my dad went and he saved his ticket. And I still have it framed in this in this apartment, in this house, excuse me, in L.A. Wow. I still have it framed. I still have it framed. I should go get it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I will never. I thought maybe it was going to be me playing all-star baseball with Larry Walker on the cover on N64. But that was actually 1999. I loved that game. Wait. Yeah. I, I, that, I had that one on N64. My, my sister got really upset at me because I finally like I was really excited to get an N64. Mm-hmm. And like it was like a birthday gift or something like that. Christmas gift. I don't remember what it was. And I got to pick a game. I was like, I want all-star baseball 99. But then my sister, who I had no, I had no idea one had any interest in this, was upset because I chose a game that she didn't want to play. Mm. I was like, "But I won All Star Baseball '99." Yeah, and, uh, and uh, it not? was great. Yeah, it there was were so a lot good. of great. Uh, I learned a lot about Mike Bordick through that game. <laughs> uh, about the, the uh, who can forget the fantastic Oriole Jeff Conine? Um, yeah, of course, Conine, great. The Marlin, the Marlin. I know that was a joke. No one remembers Jeff Conine as a Baltimore Oriole. Uh, Delino DeShields. Uh, that's the year Albert Bell was an Oriole. Harold Baines mm. was an Oriole. Um, yeah. I, I, I wanted to think that Larry Bigby was there, but that was later. Love Larry Bigby. Great name. Great name, Larry Bigby. Yeah, wow. Um, you, you could have just made that person up, and I would be like, yes, fast, of course. Larry Bigby. <laughs> um, all right, Nick. Before yes. we get to revealing the graphic uh, yeah. and, and asking for the name, we're going to do what's my perpetual favorite segment, which is, is what we do. I love the segment. Every <laughs> week, we're going to say who is going to win the World Series, and we cannot repeat. So two no, weeks we ago, Nick kicked it off with the Miami Marlins. Last week, I said the Baltimore Orioles. This week, Nick, who's going to win the World Series? So I actually am using one that is a legitimate chance. You know, I mean, look, we, we talked about your Orioles. I talked about the Marlins. These are like, ha, ha, ha. Sure. Mm. Sure. But this time, I do want to shine a light on the Milwaukee Brewers. And Ooh. why I want to do that is because Aaron Ashby is in this rotation, just struck out 12. And I am a massive fan of Aaron Ashby, if you know me in any, any way. And it just looks like the Brewers are running away with the NL Central. The, only the Cardinals are giving them any sort of, uh, I don't know, fight here and if they run away with us that is a rotation that can just win we saw what the nationals did in 2019 same situation if you ask me where you have an unbelievable pitching staff you know peralta should be back by the by the playoffs easily 
And then you have Burns Woodruff, who's just out with an ankle injury. Peralta mm-hmm. as one, two, three. Choose whoever you want between Ashby and Lauer. You'll see whoever's pitching the best at that point. The other one goes to the pen as long relief. Are you kidding me? You have Josh Hader in the pen? Williams, it's insane. Williams. Devin Williams. Oh, my Lord. That is, it doesn't matter what offense you have. You know? Oh, and by the way, who has the most home runs in the majors right now? It is the Milwaukee Brewers, believe it or not. Yeah, as a team. Yep. And so it makes you wonder. Um, get them to the playoffs. They can just win a game. Craig Council, I got to say, one of the better managers out there. He's done some sneaky stuff. I remember the four pitches of Wade Miley's playoff start, right? Just to throw them off. And I, I, there's a chance here. There's a chance we could see uh, Milwaukee in October. They almost made it the other year. It could be really, really fun. They were my preseason NL pennant winners. I had oh, Toronto right? beating Milwaukee in the World Series. Wow. And everyone said, oh, their offense is so bad. It stinks. They're never going to do it. And not just the home runs. Top 10 in Woba so far yeah. this year, too. And listen, yeah, when it great. comes to the playoffs, you just got to get hot. You just got to mm. get hot. Yeah, you got to whoever has the best uh, bench warmers, mm. it, it wins in many ways. That, that was many faceted fast. That that <laughs> phrase. Yes. Yes, it was very, very smart. All right. So we have about five minutes left, and I think this is a good time uh-huh. to announce uh, who the mystery pitcher was. And of course, in, you know, in light of what I was just talking about, with the World Series winner, it should be no shock. The person was Aaron Ashby. So if you're watching live right now on Twitch, type Ashby into chat and you will automatically be entered for a chance to win a free month of PL Plus. So go ahead and do that now. And by the end of the show, we will award a winner. And I'm so sorry, Fast. I should have let you guess. I'm you knew. I know. Uh, I didn't. You knew. I didn't. I actually really. Didn't. No, I didn't no. know. I, I did not know. I thought I was going to guess um uh, Tarek, actually, because I, I know he's got an ERA mm. close to that. But I, yeah, I think he has. Yeah, I, anyway, I think he has you know, for, for those listening, I did announce that the, the card had a hint and it was one save. Oh, and uh, it might have been obvious for those I uh, watching. And I realized that I've just completely butchered it. I shouldn't even say who the person was. I should yeah. have just left it to chat. What's the point of yeah, me well, I, saying I, I, I don't know why you did that. I what is confused. wrong with me, Fast? Uh, I, I don't understand why you said the answer and then said whoever <laughs> typed the answer. It's like, chaos, yeah. Fast. It's, we're having fun. It's a live show. We just make it happen. Listen, I, I don't know. I feel bad for your mic considering <laughs> how much you peaked. I say we give it to Rogue Division 369 who just jumps in and says Yastrzemski oh, for no reason. Maybe he did something oh, to no um, man. Oh wait, Nick. Bonus what? content. Bonus content before bonus we content. bonus content. Yeah, of this course. Is what we're here for live yeah. things. This is a hot topic. Okay, hot topic. Spencer's <laughs> Evan Longoria and manager Gabe Kapler got into an, a little bit of a tiff today a because tiff. Evan Longoria was pinch hit in the fifth inning when Ranger uh-huh. Suarez, a lefty, was removed for Nick Nelson, a righty. Evan mm. Longoria has a sub 200 Woba against right-handed hitters this year, but has been on fire so far, uh, especially in recent weeks. Did Gabe Kapler make the right decision in pinch hitting for Evan Longoria? This is something he's been doing all year, mid-game pinch hits, yeah. regardless of inning. Is this the right thing? Are you behind this? Is this good or bad for the sport? I uh, Multiple questions there. Was this the right thing for Gabe Kapler to do? I am a believer of being in the flow for hitting. That is uh, flow being a product of your confidence. 
uh, as you are, you know, the flow is a, is a moment of focus and uh, is, is a product, yeah, of how good you're feeling at the plate. And if Evan Longoria is there at the moment, who cares what he had for the year against right-handers? Uh, he's there now. Let him in there in the fifth inning. Maybe the eighth. But the fifth, if he's there at the moment, you don't take him out. Um, so that that's how I feel about that. Um, now, is it good or bad for the game? Is it another question? I'm going to say it's a part of the game. I don't, I don't think it's good or bad. It's just the game. Uh, it's not necessarily something that I would, as a fan, be upset about. I would be upset if they're doing it for the people that I'm there to watch. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I'm not a fan of the opener strategy because of it. Uh, and I want to see these guys get stretched out and pushed more, you know, as, as, as pitchers. But I don't know. I, I think it's a fine aspect of the game. And I, I, I wouldn't have done it if I were Kapler, but I understand it. Would you people have done were it? asking people were asking what the score was at the time. It was, I believe, I want to say it was three to one. I'm double checking right now. It was either th- let me double check, let me double check, let me double check. It was. It was indeed three to one. The Giants were winning. Um I I man, it's so tough. Part of me thinks it's really the right reason. Because numbers don't lie, and you need to be cold-hearted when it comes to analytics. Yeah, they kind of lie. Well, if you if if you're doing it wrong, they can lie. I mean, you need to know what the percentages are, right? And you need to figure out how much they're lying. But I also think that player morale has to go into it. Yeah. And Evan Longoria, if he's getting that upset and and causing a fight with his manager. Then and he's a veteran who theoretically commands perhaps a particular presence on that team. That's subjective. I don't know. Then maybe it's time to not do that. Um, So I don't know. It's it's interesting. I'm lucky I'm not in Gabe Kapler's shoes. But listen, Nick, we gave some bonus content. That's nice. Quick little last segment that we weren't we didn't expect to be happening. We thoroughly hope you guys enjoyed. Episode three of the Nick and Alex baseball show with our fantastic guest, Derek Cardi. Go rate and review on, on, on Apple podcasts and all the places in which this podcast is available. But Nick, I think that's going to do it for episode. Yes, three of the Nick. Absolutely. Yeah. You, 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 you take out the OTC. I take this out. It looks like we don't have time to bring on Randy Johnson, but so my name is Nick Pollock. I want to give a quick applause to top shelf 120 for winning a free month of pl plus just send me a dm on twitter and that's gonna do it fast i can't thank you enough for being here we did episode three and i will not screw up next week i hope everything with eric is wonderful but my name is nick pollock i'm alex fast and we'll talk to you guys next week